On this episode of Talking to Yourself with Chris Chase, I am talking about social media again for the third time as we are going into the mailbag to find out from you why you think I was away from social media. We have some great answers. You're going to really enjoy them. Then we're going to be talking a little bit about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars and what that means for his legacy, what that means for consequences of actions, and all the hot takes therein. After that, we're going to be talking about the ultimate cookout playlist and what songs deserve and need to be played at the barbecue. And then after that, lastly, myself and my buddy, Stefan Watson, the House of Commons show, we talk about all things wrestling, including the card for WrestleMania 38. This is a good episode. You don't want to miss it. Ian, press play on that intro, please. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Talking to Yourself podcast. I am your host, Chris Chase, and it is so great to be able to provide 35 minutes of talking for you to run to, walk to, drive to, hang out to, whatever it is that you do. So great to be able to do this with you. Programming note for you, you can listen back to all of season one and what we've been doing so far with season two of the Talking to Yourself podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find yourself listening to podcasts, you can listen to it right there. And when you do that, please subscribe to it and also leave reviews. So on Spotify, you can press that little star thing and it kind of gives a star rating. On Apple Podcasts, you can do stars and reviews. We've got a couple of fives on Apple Podcasts, which is really cool. So keep that train moving. Let it let us know how we're doing. And then also email us. You can actually, actually email us. You can find that in the programming notes to let us know how we can make the show better. You might be like, you need more sound effects. You need no sound effects. You need to just kind of level out the sound of the sound effects. Let me know. Let us know. Myself, Kenya, Ian, the Walter kids, who are the greatest producers on the planet. Let us know so we can make the show better. That way we can get more of this goodness to you. We're also trying to get some of the video stuff on social media as well. Kenya has been doing such a great job of editing the show. And it's really me. I am the the dam, if you will. I'm not damned, but I'm the dam that kind of is preventing us from doing that because I'm just, again, I'm just adverse to social media and stuff like that. And I don't want to seem as if I'm showing off or being, you know, full of myself or whatever else it is. I mean, I'm doing a podcast. So you, you got to be a little bit full of yourself to do a podcast and expect people to listen to it. But I'm still sort of like on that on the on the fence about that sort of stuff. But we are trying to get better at that. And so far, right now, it's on my own social media. You might see some of our you know clips on the House of Common uh, social media feed. You might see it on the Talking to Yourself social media feed. I don't know, but you're going to see more videos of your boy, which means I have to you know get more lineups on a regular basis and get the the twists done, the, the dreads redone on a regular basis so I look proper, so I don't look homeless, all that sort of stuff. Because my mom might see this stuff and then she might be like, why didn't you get your hair done when you're going to be on video? So all that stuff is happening. And more than that, it's just great to be able just to do this and to be able to talk with you, the listening and sometimes viewing audience. 
On today's show, we're going to be covering a couple of things. First thing we're going to be covering is a question that I asked last week about why people thought that I was off social media for as long as I was. Second thing we're going to be talking about later on is we're going to be talking about music a little bit, and then we might be dipping into some wrestling talk near the end if there is time, if there's time. But first, we need to talk about you, you, the listener. I asked a question last week. I asked you, the listening audience, to provide for me reasons why you thought I was off social media for a, a period of time. So I I have documented this now. This is now three episodes in where I decided just on a whim to take a three-month sort of I'm not going to show my face or show my voice on social media in any way, shape, or form. I did do a little bit of a little tweak there. I did also... I did put stuff on our my work social media. I do work at a church. I do a pastor church and I oversee the social media for there. So I there was social media happening over there, but there was nothing about me, my life, my family, what I'm doing, what I'm eating. That's sort of, I was not sharing any of that stuff. And I asked people to send me reasons why they thought I was off social media. And so and I said that I was going to to I said I was going to read these on the air, if you will. This is really what you would consider the air. So I'm going to read some of these and I'm going to respond to them because some of them have, there's a theme that I noticed. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to pull this up on my phone. Um, One person said this, I think you stopped social media because of Jimmy and Jimmy knows who he is. Now, I don't think this person knows that I actually work with a guy named Jimmy and Jimmy seems like the sort of person who might actually try to like kibosh me. No, no, no. Jimmy's a real one. Jimmy wouldn't do that. Um, but it is funny that like this person who does not know that I work with somebody named Jimmy would say that I stopped being on social media because of Jimmy and that Jimmy knows who he is. So Jimmy, if you're on these streets and you know who you are, coming for you, fam. Yo, it's on-site ting when I see you on these streets. You feel me? One time. It's a one-two ting. You done no, done no, done no. But that that was that was what was uh that was what was said. Um another person said. You were too busy, um, too busy um, being side talk NYC Spider Man. And if you know, if you go on social media and on on YouTube or on Instagram, and you know side talk NYC and Spider Man, yo, this <laughs> the person who wrote that in, yo, you're wild for that. Uh, another person wrote, "You are writing press releases for Danielle Strickland." I'm just going to let that sound effect uh, do the job for me on that one. Another person wrote down and said, I thought you became uh, Show Baraka. What? 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 If you know who Show Baraka is, then that makes sense to you. If you don't know who Show Baraka is, then you're kind of like, that doesn't make no sense to me. Uh, another person wrote down, this is really kind. A couple of weeks ago, I was minding my own business and you came to mind. And then I was like, huh. I haven't seen anything from him in a hot minute. I assume the algorithm was weird and just not showing your posts. Now, I will say this. Instagram sucks for its algorithm. Remember back in the day on Instagram, you, you saw things in real time. You saw them by who the, the latest stuff. And now because of the algorithm, the way you are seeing more is if you post more, which makes you feel as if you have to post more of your life or more pieces of who you are to be seen by more people, to be liked by more people, to be followed by more people. The more you offer, the more you're followed. 
there's something weird about that. It just makes me feel icky or who you fall, all these sort of things. So the algorithm is a, is a mess. That's one of the reasons why I got off of it because I was like, I want to see my friends. And I said, I'm seeing all this other stuff that it's just, it's just dumb. So I searched and saw that you hadn't posted in a while. My immediate thought response was worried that something had happened that required you to take some space. Then my next assumption was that maybe you, like me, feel like people feel that people are just a whole lot of nope on social media and you made the wise decision to remove yourself. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Regardless, your lack of presence was noticed and I hope that you are well. And to this friend of mine, this sibling of mine who wrote that, that is that is some kindness right there. I I I mean that in 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 the realest way. Um, another person wrote, you are crypto rich and now you are pursuing a career as the Afro-Canadian John Wick. I love that. If I if I could, if I could, and I'm back. So people are keep me asking me if I'm back. Well, yeah, I think I'm back. Like that'd be awesome if I could be John Wick, but I, but I can't. Uh, another person uh, said, uh, same person wrote this. You've Andre three thousand yourself in your life, and you are playing the pan flute in Chinatown. Now, if you understand that reference, you're a real one. If you've seen videos of. Andre 3000 out here on these streets, you know, playing pan flute. Andre 3000, one of the greatest rappers of all time uh, from the the rap group Outkast. He's a real one, but he's a musician too. And, and if you, you, to be compared to Andre 3000 is a compliment that I can't ever, um, you know, air horn for that. That's, that's high praise. Uh, another person wrote down, um, the rumor is that you had a hush up with a uh, hush up. You had to hush up with a legal dispute from your former employer. Now, at some point, I get to be sued by somebody. I I I, I would venture somebody with with you know the gift of gab like I have is somebody somehow going to feel like I offended them with something, and they're either going to trash my social media or I'm going to be sued. But as it stands right now, I have not been sued by anybody, and I appreciate that. But if I ever be if I'm ever sued, I choose violence. That's how I feel. I choose violence. Come at me. I'm outside. You know where I. You know where to find me. You know where to find me. I'm outside. All the time. Um, and then I'm going to pull up my phone here. Um, I heard that you were opening a marketing firm for trendy Christian brands. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I am not opening up a, uh, a marketing firm for for trendy Christian brands. And then, oh, also, I lost an epic dance battle and I was filled with embarrassment and shame. Listen, I I don't lose dance battles. Even when I lose, I win. So those are some of the answers. But the answer that kept kept on coming up the most, I will say this, I'll say, I want her to read them because I don't need to, is that because of what's currently happening where I work, there's been sort of a gag order on staff members or there was a need to take a mental health break because of everything that was going on or that is going on now if you know me my name is chris chase i work at a certain place google it and you can see everything you need to see i need to spend my time um not at least not today i said that in i think episode one of season of season two at a certain point i'm going to break it down a bit more but right now it's just, it's just there's just too many things happening in these streets too many things happening in these streets. 
So I will only speak of it from my perspective, from my experience, from my feelings. I'm not going to speak on behalf of people I work with, people I used to work with. It became personal with me. I'm not going to do any of that sort of stuff. I'm going to just kind of speak on things from where 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 I am, I guess. But that was a big, a big, a, a prevailing thought that people that people felt is that like the reason why I stepped away from social media was because either I was waiting for the heat to die down, um, or I was told or I was asked to not say anything. Now I could say this straight up: um, I was never. There's never been a gag order. There's never been a you can't talk about anything at any point in time. And you know how people are. I mean, people people have been subtweeting things about everything for days and days and days, just in general in life, right? Like you talk about, you know, if you're a pastor and you don't like the people you pastor, you subtweet them. If you're in an argument with somebody, you subtweet them. We never say things with our chest. We never tag people in. We just kind of, people, people have been doing that since, since the beginning of time. Passive aggressivity is like the method of Christianity. Like this is how you get your, get your point across. If you know me, I ain't that dude. I will tag you. I will put your name on that and I will let you know how I feel. That's just how I am. Rightly, rightly or wrongly. <laughs> rightly or wrongly, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, the, the idea was like, well, maybe there's a gag order. We've been told to not say anything. Or I, I was in such a disarray that I didn't want to go online to see anything or see anything. So let me dispel the rumor. Uh, one, there was never a gag order placed on on anybody as far as I know. And I'm so not that important that they would be worried about me I'm, I'm I, in terms of like whether or not I say anything. There's other people who are like, if they say something, that's a problem. I'm just a dude with a podcast. I, you know, I, I hot stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm just out here on these streets, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm doing doing my thing. Um, so there wasn't necessarily there wasn't a gag order. There was never sort of a you can't tweet, you can't share, because people were were posting. You know, people were, were for months months where I were posting pictures of their families on Instagram and whatever else, and other things or Bible verses or a picture of a tree with a Bible verse or a quote under it, like that sort of Christian stuff. People were doing that all the time. I was at that time still just deciding to not do that because I didn't want to. And just to give you kind of a context. We learned about the beginning of stuff, allegation stuff, um, the first weekend of of December. If you track through, I was still posting memes on Instagram and posting things on, on Twitter all the way up to that point because there was other things in my life outside of what was happening that I wanted to comment on. I decided to not do social media right after Christmas, as I mentioned, and all the way through until Really, my birthday and then my daughter's birthday was the next time I went on Instagram to post anything, which was this past Friday of our recording. Happy 13th birthday to Eliana Dorothy Chase. That's awesome. I have I officially have a teenager in my house. It's crazy. So there was no, no gag order. Uh, the other thing was um, just to kind of, yeah, the need to kind of sit back while everything um, kind of like to the heat died down. I'll tell you this. Um, the, the, you know, you know, to quote, you know, from the Sean Paul video, um, you know, turn down the, turn down, stop banging on the damn furnace, turn down, turn on the heat. There's the, heat's not going away. He's not going to go away for a while. It's going to be hot for, for a, a bit. I'm still out here on these streets, still outside. Um, 
but for me to kind of say like I uh, I was gonna wait for the heat to die down, we waiting forever. You know these sort of things that happen. These things don't go away. You know for organizations for places like this stuff sticks with you for a long period of time. It's unfortunate that, that happens. Um, but what's more unfortunate is what happened. And so it's kind of like it's par for course. But yeah, I wasn't kind of waiting around to kind of see how things would kind of fall and then start tweeting tweeting from there. Now, over time, I might talk more about what has happened. And I know I'm talking in vague terms. Again, check your Googles, then you can understand like why what I'm talking about. You know, so this gives you an opportunity to listen, read up, and then listen to this again. And then be like, oh, I, 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 I'm picking up what he's laying down. Yeah, but there's no sort of like um, needing to wait for the, the heat to die down. And then there was like I was stressed out because of it. And I need to take a mental health break to kind of like get myself back to center. Um, no. Again, like there were other things, there were other factors in terms of the social media part um, to the point where there's sometimes where, and I felt weird about this, where I would only remember when I was in a meeting that it would happen because I wasn't too close to the blast radius. And it's weird because there's other people who kind of live with this pain all the time. Um, obviously, um, obviously, you know, people who are, have been directly affected by it. But in terms of my social media, I, it just wasn't something that I kind of factored two and two together. But it's interesting how timing hits, right? And how because of the timing of when I decide to not be on social media connected to the timing of everything that's going on with where I work, that you can easily put two and you can easily assume two and two together and go like, well, this is the four, this, this makes four. And it's not actually, it's not at all the case, but I do understand it. What I will say is this, just for everybody who messaged me with their reasons for why, both the ones that were funny and the ones that were really serious, there was also the, the added of like, it's just great to know that you're okay. And ultimately, um, this kind of social experiment, if you will, of asking, um, I, that wasn't the expectation, you know, whether people care how I'm doing or not, that's, you know, that's not he, neither here nor there for me, but it's nice to know that people are like, oh shoot, like I'm just glad that you're all right. And we need more of that in our world. We can spend so much time arguing about political stuff or, you know, social stuff. We can spend all of our time arguing about all these things that ultimately five years from now, we're not even going to remember. Or we can spend our time looking out for one another and being like, hey, I haven't seen you. I haven't noticed you around as much as before. How are you doing? Is everything okay? And we who are being asked these questions, hopefully we're being honest with one another and being like, hey, listen, I'm actually not okay. I'm actually going through a bit of a tailspin. Or, you know, I'm actually doing better than I have been doing in a while. Thanks for, for checking in. But whatever it is, I'm just happy that you know, people were, you know, people who, who answered were like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm just glad that you're good. And so for the record, and I hope to not talk about this ever again, because this is, you know, a, a painful, you know, it's annoying and people are like, oh, we want more tea, whatever else. That, you know, at least right now as we're recording this on the 27th of March, 2022, your homie is good. Family is good. Like I said, we celebrated uh, Eliana's 13th birthday all weekend. We... Went to Yorkdale Mall on, on a Saturday. This is so much we love our daughter. We went to Yorkdale Mall on a Saturday. I brought that up with some people and they were like, why did you choose violence? Like Yorkdale Mall on a Saturday trying to find parking is insane. But we did that and went to the Avenger station because both of our kids are huge into Marvel. That sort of stuff. And got Chick-fil-A and hung out. And just it was just a really, really, really good time of celebrating. And those are things that really matter. At least for me. 
because when times are tough and like I said, like where I work, we're going through some really tough times right now. The thing that keeps you is the people that are around you. The thing that keeps you are the people that are around you. You know, so the people that are around me, it's my wife, my kids, my the Goon Squad, the House of Common Show, and 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 other good friends that you know kind of kind of build around you, Diamond Dogs and others, you know, in in in, in various forms of text messages and DMs and things like that. So I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to be reminded that I'm not alone. Hopefully, you know, you have people around you as whatever you're going through in your life connected to my life or not, that you have people around you to check and see how you're doing and to let you know that, hey, it might not be okay, but you're going to be okay. Let's take a break. It is still March. It is still March. We are at least by the time you're, if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, it might be April, April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's Day. But right now it's still March. It's still March madness. But I am starting to think about the warmth of late spring, early to mid to late summer. And the thing I'm thinking about mostly when it comes to early, late spring, early, mid to late summer. So I'm thinking about barbecue season. I'm thinking about barbecue season. Let me, let me, this is how I feel about barbecue season. I feel so good about barbecue season. I cannot wait because we've had two years where we haven't been able to do this where we can actually go in someone's backyard you know, just a, a a massive amount of people, paper plates, talking about chicken. I'm talking about ribs. I'm talking about I'm talking I'm talking about potato salad, talking about macaroni salad. I'm talking, I'm I'm talking being outside sitting on, on a chair, eating food, hanging out with people. I'm talking about hearing the sound of dominoes hitting a table, people playing spades, people playing cards, kids laughing. And then the thing that brings the most joy to my life is the music in the background. I'm talking about the playlist, y'all. I, I, the amount of barbecues I've been to that have been just duds, mid, wastes of time because the playlist wasn't right, I can't even tell you. Too many to count. Too many to count. Where I've gone and I've taken time, I've gotten dressed. And not just dressed, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's the drip. Swagger on a hundred thousand trillion. Yeah, I'm bragging on myself. Move this man! Move! Yeah, I'm bragging on myself, but still. I'm talking about... All white loafers, or all white vans, or all white Jordans, all white Air Force Ones, clean. I'm talking about drippy. I'm talking about the, when you eat, eat the ribs or eat the chicken and you're eating it far away to make sure that if it falls, it falls on the grass. No, I'm talking about like I'm ready to go. Cologne, lined up, hair and beard, everything's crispy. And I'm in the background, I'm hearing Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. I'm hearing, I've been waiting for a girl like you by Foreigner. 
I'm hearing everybody's working for the weekend by lover boy. I'm hearing losing my religion by REM. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are four classic songs by some of the greatest rock bands in history and lover boy. But the point I'm trying to make is when I'm at the cookout, I don't want to hear top 40 radio from adult contemporary. That's not what I want to hear. I, I, I want to hear cool in the gang. Somebody. I want to hear Earth, Wind, and Fire. Somebody. I want to hear Whitney Houston. Early Whitney Houston. I want to hear Off the Wall and Thriller, Michael Jackson, some Jackson 5 put in there. I want to hear the Commodores. Are you are you picking up what I'm laying down? I'm talking about music for the culture somebody that's what i am talking about i'm talking about making sure that 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 we are we that we're turning up to the maximum and so i put something on my twitter yesterday afternoon and i pose this question to you to you the listener especially those of you who are who are of the culture or who are culture adjacent meaning that you married into the culture and you've been to more you married into the culture, you work very closely with the culture, or you are related somehow to the culture, and you've been to more than five cookouts where you might have been the only person of your kind at the, at the cookout, but you're able, you were quiet, and you paid attention, and you observed the cookout in its full glory, okay? What is the ultimate, what is the ultimate, the ultimate cookout playlist? What is the ultimate cookout opening number? Like if you're pressing play on your phone, on your Spotify account, what's the first song that you need to hear? I, I, a couple people tell me maybe it's Outstanding by the Gap Band. This is how we do it by, by Montel Jordan because it literally is stating this is how we do it. It's Friday night. The party's here on the west side. So I reach for my 40 and I turn it up. What is it? Right? Designated driver. No, no, it doesn't matter. It's the lyrics, whatever, whatever. What I'm trying to make is, is it this is how we do it? Is it ABC or I Want You Back by the, by the Jackson 5? Is it Candy Girl by New Edition? Is it, if it isn't love by New Edition? Is it Don't Be Cruel or My Prerogative by Bobby Brown? Ladies and gentlemen, I, I've been thinking about this. Because I'm a fan of playlists when I, I was out of work um, in 2020. And I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I was either watching a bubble basketball or I was making massive playlists. I have a playlist. I have a 1980s R&B playlist that is seven hours long. It is fantastic. I have a 1990s R&B playlist that is five hours long. It is fantastic. My 2000 to 2010 R&B place is a lot shorter because R&B music changed so much and became much more R&B hip hop and then just hip hop with R&B courses. But there's something about being at the cookout and hearing Ain't Nobody by Shaka Khan and just two-stepping while eating them ribs on the grass, watching the kids dance without rhythm because they don't know how to control their limbs yet. They don't know how to two-step yet. Listening to... Frankie Beverly and Mays before I let go and feeling like, oh my goodness, this, it's about to pop off. Or hearing the drum intro of Poison by Bell, Biv, DeBoe. They prophesied, never trust a big button to smile. I tell you, there's something about the cookout and there's something about the playlist. There's something about the excitement of standing around with your friends and your family 
and watching Granny start to dance as she hears her track. She might be hearing Let's Stay Together by Al Green. And they just get brought back to that time when they were your age and they just start to move and groove and everyone just starts to kind of move into that space. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, don't get me wrong. Every culture has their jams. Don't get me wrong. Some people, you know, for them, it's like, oh, it's I knew you were trouble by Taylor Swift. That turns turns them up. Or it's, you know, Enid by the Bare Naked Ladies. Or, you know, it's, yeah, I've been waiting for a girl like you by Foreigner. Or, you know, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. That being said, Living on a Prayer is a bop. Johnny used to work at the docks. Jeez. In the key change? Come on. Come on, somebody. I will say this though. You know, I'm talking about a lot of R&B music. I will say this though. If you put on levitating at turn up at a cookout, I I almost I guarantee you everybody culture or not. Listen, there's something about that track that kind of makes that makes kind of like, "Okay, we out here, we out here, we out here." Madurai. Something about that track that's crazy. It's crazy. So so for you, let me know. Get in my DMs. Get in my DMs. Send me, send me a message on Facebook Messenger, even though I never checked that. Send me a message on Twitter, even though I never checked that. Send me a message on Instagram, uh, Instagram DMs, even though I never checked that. Send me a text message if you have my number. If you don't have my number, well, then there's a little bit of a separation. Now, my homies. What's the ultimate opening number for the cookout? What's the ultimate number on that playlist? What's that four songs in a row that's going to take that party from a 10 to a 14 to a point where you're like, listen, you don't have to go home, but you've got to get out of my backyard because this is crazy right now. What's that? What's the song that's going to turn everybody up? What song is it? I have my list. I have my playlist. I might even share my playlist on Spotify. If you get at me enough, I might be willing to kind of like actually go and share it with with the people, share it with you, the listener. Because that's the thing I, I get excited about. The thing I get excited about isn't just eating pe- other people's food. It isn't just, you know, standing around and watch people have a good time. It is watching people have a good time and listening to music because it reminds me of being nine and 10 years old. It reminds me of being home on Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons while my dad and my mom were cooking and listening to Calypso and reggae and soca and R&B and, and soul music and being reminded of Stevie Wonder and the Four Tops and the Temptations, being, being reminded of the Weather Girls, it's Raining Men, disco stuff, and being reminded of Marvin Gaye and Ray Charles being reminded of of Diana Ross, being reminded of these amazing singers and 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 songwriters and bands, being reminded of 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 Chick or Chick, Chick, yeah, Chick, the Gap Band, and so many just amazing artists and how that shaped my childhood and being able to pass those things down to to my kids. Like I said earlier, my daughter just turned 13. And one of the coolest things about listening to what she listens to now, as I get to have the opportunity of seeing her playlist, is seeing how much music from my day she listens to because there's something about what we were listening to back in the day that she's like, oh, that's the turn up. Not this stuff that's out here right now. Stuff from back then, that's the turn up. The fact that my daughter loves Mary J. Blige and TLC from back in the day lets me know that as a parent, I'm doing a pretty, pretty, pretty good job. And hopefully, you're putting that music around your kids that's doing the same thing. I'm just saying, if the only thing your kids listen to is Point of Grace, then we need to have a conversation. Let's take a break. 
and we're we are back. And normally this show is recorded Sunday afternoons. I kind of spend the week thinking about what I want the show to look like. It's very improvised. It sounds improvised, but I have a, a breakdown in my head of how I want the conversation to go. And it's kind of hard to have a strong dialogue by yourself in your own head sort of thing. And so it comes out a little mumbled, a little jumbled, but I know where I want the show to go. And then I send it off to our producers. I send it off to Ian. I send it off to Kenya and they work their magic. But then every so often in the world, every so often, something will happen that forces me at 12.47 a.m. on a Monday morning to stop Ian and stop Kenya from doing any edits. They're not doing any edits in the middle of the night, but you know what I mean, like to be dramatic. Because I have to say something to add to the show because it's important to speak to the culture and to the moment at the moment and not a week later. And friends, do I have a doozy for you. If you were watching the Oscars, the Academy Awards, a a, a night where Hollywood gives trophies to itself for making movies, you know, it's a pretty sort of vain thing, but the pageantry and the awards and the costumes and the dresses and the the suits and the stars. You know, even if we're not fans of Hollywood, we a lot of us we watch we watch it either to to tweet about how much we hate what's happening and how how dangerous celebrityism is, but we still watch the entire thing to hate tweet it, or we watch it because again we enjoy the pageantry, we enjoy the, the clothing, we enjoy the stars, we enjoy the movies that are even being nominated, all that sort of stuff. And normally it's a pretty easy affair. You know by way of paying attention to the trade sheets, you kind of have an idea by the time it gets to the Oscars, who's going to win most awards. There's never really any upsets. The award season starts around September with TIFF, uh, Toronto International Film Festival here in Ontario, downtown Toronto mostly. And then it goes all the way through from different um, critic awards, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. You can tell I'm a nerd for this sort of stuff. Um, And then it goes to... Uh, Sundance and it goes to the Critics' Choice Awards, all these sort of things that lead up to the Oscars. Starts in September and it ends normally in February, but this year because of COVID, different things like that, it ended at the you know middle of March, end of March. And they're normally just a kind of boring, you know, just kind of nothing really happens. You spend more time talking about how bad the host was or how good the host was and how good the speeches were and all this sort of stuff. Except for this year. So they have three hosts, one Sykes, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, who are you know, pretty funny depending on your, your, your level of humor and what you consider funny or not. I consider them funny. If you didn't think it was funny and you think it was wrong that I think it was funny, send it to my DMs wherever you read this and I will make sure to not read them. And um, they're doing a really good job. And then they bring out Chris Rock. Now, Chris Rock um, is a two-time Oscar host. He is known as He's known around circles as one of the greatest comedians of all time in terms of box office, in terms of style of comedy, in terms of his writing, in terms of all sorts of stuff that he does. He's known as one of the greatest comedians of all time. And he's invited to present the award for best documentary. But he doesn't just get up and, you know, give out the award for best documentary. He cracks jokes. And as comedians do, they sort of, they write their jokes you know, they're thinking about jokes. All the time. Their, their brains are constantly working. They're constantly thinking about jokes and what they can say that might be funny. And if you're a naturally funny individual, even if you're not funny, people will laugh at your jokes. 
Like if you're a comedian, even if you're at your, your, your lowest end of funny, because it's you, people will laugh. So you can watch a, a Dave Chappelle um, special. And even if it's not the funniest thing, because it's Dave Chappelle, you somehow laugh harder than if somebody else said the exact same thing with the exact same twang and everything else. But whatever. He gets up and makes a couple of jokes about uh, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem. He makes jokes about somebody else. And then he makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. And he mentions that she's going to be in G.I.J. now because she has a shaved head. Now, what he does he know, does he doesn't know, whatever we learn later on, that she has alopecia. And because of that, her hair is falling out. And she's sitting beside her husband, Will Smith. And they, you know, if you go back and listen to a couple of episodes of the House of Commons show, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, that sort of stuff, we have a whole conversation about their sort of tenuous relationship between Jada and Will and months of the year and all sorts of other stuff. And he makes his joke about, Chris Rock makes his joke about Jada. And he continues on his, his sort of joking and his, you know, his laughing sort of way. And Will Smith then, walks center stage towards him and proceeds to slap him in the face. Now, I'm a fan of wrestling. You will listen to that later on in this episode. And we will call that a, a, a you call that a work punch where somebody kind of fake punches you in, in the face. And there's this other thing called a shoot. And a shoot is when it's actually a real fight. So a UFC is a shoot fight. Boxing is a shoot fight. Real punches, real stakes. Whereas wrestling, WWF, WWE, AEW, that's what I think. Those are work punches. They're not real punches. They are done in a certain way to not inflict damage. You might punch a little stiff, but still a work punch. And what happened with Chris Rock is he worked himself by his jokes. He worked himself into a sh- he worked himself into a shoot, brother, and he actually got slapped in the face. He then proceeds to say, as Will Smith struts away like like a like a roadman for truth. He then proceeds to say, um, Will Smith just smacked the poop out of me. And people are laughing because they think it's funny. They don't know if it's a bit or not. And then Will Smith says, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping, bleeping mouth. And as Chris Rock is trying to explain to him, he was just joking. Will Smith then yells. And Will Smith has a very distinct yell, a very distinct voice. Keep my wife's name again out of your bleeping mouth. Now I'm I'm watching this in my living room with my wife and both of us we are startled. And y- you know when you see something happen that you can't control but you begin to have anxiety as if it's happening right in front of you and there's nothing you can do about it. If that's what happens to my wife and I in our living room, the, like you know the collars of our shirts are pulled over our faces, our hoods are pulled down over our eyes, we're covering our eyes, we're on Twitter going like, is it, did this really happen? And then Twitter starts blowing up with, you know, with clips upon clips upon clips upon clips of this moment in time. And no one knows what to do. Chris Rock, he then tries to continue on. And he says, we're here presenting, presenting a documentary. He's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm trying to say. And he loses, like this guy who has impeccable timing, who, who is so studied and so measured as a comedian looks like a person who dropped their notes on the ground and is trying to put all of their notes back together at the, at the podium. He l- completely loses the plot. Um, Questlove, uh, Amir Thompson, he wins an Oscar for Best Documentary, Summer of Soul, which is an amazing documentary. You should see it. And 
it's like the air sucked out of the room. And it's supposed to be one of the greatest moments of his life. And instead, everyone's just kind of like, what do we do here? Poor Lupita Nyong'o was just kind of sitting beside Will Smith going like, uh, it's madness. Twitter is ablaze. And you, you, and then you remember, Will Smith is up for an award in 15 minutes for best actor, which he then wins. Now, listen, I do not laugh at that because it's funny. I laugh because I'm a person in need of therapy and I don't know how else to respond to trauma that way. And so I laugh because I'm a broken human being. Will Smith, he wins and, you know, all of this goodwill, no pun intended, is sucked out of the room. It's supposed to be this coronation moment. It's supposed to be this moment where Will Smith, who grew up in North Philly, who grew up as a rapper, Fresh Prince, and uh, you know, and DZ DZ Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince, who who then transitioned to television. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, one of the most um, fundamental um, um, foundational television shows for for youth. And young adults now, and adults now, like in, in the 90s, is one of the most formational television shows of all time. The blending of, of black culture and hip-hop culture and, and modern culture and popular culture all blended into this. One. And then he goes off to then become one of the biggest movie stars of all times, twice nominated for Academy Awards for Ali and the Pursuit of Happiness. Like he is a mega, mega, mega star. And this is supposed to be this sort of like this culmination of all of this work. And no one knows what to do because 15 minutes earlier, he slapped Chris Rock in the face. (laughs) He gets up and I don't know if you, I, I don't know what I would do. How do you give a speech when you win an award with your adrenaline pumping? How do you give an how do you give an, a, a speech when all you're reminded of in that moment as you're looking out in front of people is the most embarrassing moment of your life because of a decision that you made? How do you deliver a speech knowing that everyone is going to parse through every single word that you say? They're either going to say that it's too swarmy. They're either going to say that it's it's fake. They're, they're going to say that it's, it's not good enough. It's not what we were looking for. All of these sort of things. And Will Smith, he has to get up because he, he he just won this award and he has to then deliver an impassioned speech which he he does and you can you can find you know opinions on on either side you go on twitter you go on well i don't know about instagram or i don't know about anything else but on twitter there's so many different re, re, re responses to it he describes himself as a protector and as a protector that's why he protected you know, in the movie, he protected his his supporting actress, and he supported the young girls who played Venus and Cerulea Williams, and protected the 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 movie shoot. All of this sort of stuff. Love makes you do crazy things. Was one of the quotes that he that he made. He apologized to his fellow nominees. He apologized to the Academy. He did not apologize to Chris Rock, which makes me think that he was like, "Yeah, you deserve that." <laughs> he slapped him in in the face. <laughs> He slapped him in the face. It's ridiculous. 
And the reason why I want to, to, to do this little segment and, you know, I'll find a way to kind of, maybe we'll do a, a second or third episode about this during the week. Um, as more news comes out about it, maybe we'll get a couple of the House of Common guys um, to join me uh, to kind of talk about a little bit about what their thoughts are and how this looks for different things. But what I wanted to talk about was some of the takes that I've seen, which is, which is crazy, but makes a lot of sense. So here's some of the takes I've seen. Some of the takes I've seen are um, in the area of protecting black women. If you do any research, you could you it's easy to find information that would show that one of the most unprotected people in society is black women. And in many cases, black women are not protected by black men themselves. And there's a lot of takes online about how about how they're proud of Will Smith for going up in front of somebody on national television and smacking somebody in the face because he was doing that to protect black women. There's other people who are saying that he has completely tarnished his legacy with one slap, one slap heard around the world. He is no longer the great Will Smith that he was. They're already deciding to boycott his movies. They're, they're throwing away their Wild Wild West DVD, which is incredible because it means that somebody actually saw Wild Wild West and enjoyed Wild Wild West just enough that they were willing to buy the DVD and then keep the DVD when Blu-rays came out and then when they were able to buy it on digital or on iTunes or on Apple. They're, they're, they're burning, they're rolling over their Wild Wild West DVD right now. Uh, there's, there's others who are, you know, and, you know, makes sense to have a conversation about assault because... Will Smith committed a crime. He committed an assault crime on national television. He slapped a man in the face. There's other takes on the far extreme that, that is now talking about protecting Chris Rock and the idea that Will Smith could have killed him. Judd, Judd Apatel, he is a producer. Uh, he produced movies such as Superbad and he produced movies as the, the, the 40-year-old version. He produced the show Freaks and Geeks. Um, he's well-known in Hollywood. He's been doing movies for, for, for every funny people with Am Sandler, that sort of stuff. Um, he wrote that um, he could have killed Chris Rock if he wanted to. Kathy Griffith, who, who was another comedian, uh, was canceled for a while because she came at the then-president um, uh, Donald Trump, said that we need to protect comedians because now anybody is going to think that they can be Will Smith in a comedy club or in a space with, around comedians. And there's a couple things. One, the joke was in poor taste. The joke was in poor taste. Even, even if this is Chris, Chris Rock's shtick, this is what Chris Rock does. It's in poor taste to insult um, to insult anybody is really low anyhow. But then to insult um, someone's, you know, their look. Yeah, I think about how it would be for me if somebody said something about my wife at a comedy club. Do I just kind of sit there and go, ha ha ha, he's right? You, or do I get angry? Do I get up and I leave? All these sort of things come in your mind. But it was a low blow and it was completely unnecessary. There are other people who you could joke on who can take take things. And Will Smith actually said something really, really poignant, really interesting that I found interesting. That he said, you know, there are times where, you know, we have to come here and we get, you know, we are ridiculed and we have to sit here and we have to take it. And that's why I become a protector and love makes you do crazy things. And even though I do not agree with the fact that he put hands on somebody in, in, the, in that sort of space, I, you know, like it's just, right? right? Even though I don't, I can understand the feeling of going like, I'm just tired of this stuff. I'm tired of somebody making a crack at me or making a crack on my family. 
and I'm going to do something about it. Now, maybe he should have, you know, pulled him aside afterwards at the Vanity Fair party and be like, yo, bro, why are you coming at me like that? Yo, I don't, I'm, I don't appreciate that away from cameras, you know, be like, yo, fam, I'm outside. Let's talk about this right now. Instead of walking in front of millions of people watching around the world and smacking him in the face. But I do understand the feeling of being like, yo, I'm not going to get cracked on right now. I do understand that because there's certain moments where, you know, I can see on someone's face where they're like, they're laughing, not because they think it's funny, but they're laughing because they don't know what else to do in that moment of being bullied. So there, there's that. Chris Rock should, shouldn't have made the joke, especially when, when there's a physical ailment involved and, and that sort of stuff. It's just, it's just, it's just low. It's crass. And he's better than that. He's a Grammy award winner, Emmy award winner. You're better than that. And at the same time, Will Smith should not have gone up in front of the entire world and smacked him in the face at all. That, that's, that's, that is a, that was a choice and that was the wrong choice. And the scary thing is, regardless of his intentions of protecting, regardless of his intentions of being there for his family, the thing that we're going to remember for the rest of his career is the same night that he won an award, he created an action of assault. And in the same night where he committed assault, he also won an Academy Award. Those two moments are directly linked forever. When you read the byline of his story in interviews in the near future, in the distant future, that's always going to be a part of this. And bet your bottom dollar, bet your bottom dollar over the next 72 hours, there's going to be conversations about celebrity. There's going to be comparisons. Well, Denzel Washington would never do that. Samuel L. Jackson would never do that. Forrest Whitaker would never do that. And all the comparisons for Will are going to be by other black actors. They're not going to, they're not going to compare him to Benedict Cumberbatch or Bradley Cooper or Ryan Gosling or Leonardo DiCaprio or Al Pacino. They're going to compare him to other black actors. See, and here's just a little tidbit for you. Let me say this. You might not, you might not agree with me, but it's true. When, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's this year, 10 years, 20 years from now, they're always going, they always compare us to us. And they divide us and they say, these are the good ones that we like who never do this sort of stuff. And these are the guys who you got to watch out for. They do good work, but they always come with a little bit of baggage. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for the... Wait for the so-ons and so forth who go to your movies until you do something wrong and then they turn on you really, really, really quickly. They all loved Beyonce until she performed Formation at the Super Bowl. And then suddenly there's a whole crowd of them that didn't like Beyonce at the Super Bowl and didn't like Beyonce for what she stood for. And suddenly Beyonce's black? What? But what about single ladies? They love you until they don't. So there's the comparison game. There's going to be the conversation about celebrity. Why do we let celebrities get away with this sort of stuff? I mean, we, I mean, we could look at the news and see how many people get away with breaking the law all the time and people who you know do certain things and people who get away with certain things and people who don't get away with certain things. But there's going to be the conversation about celebrity. There's going to be the conversation about apologies and what's a real, what's a real apology, well, what's a fake apology. And again, I go back to the, to, to the picture of Will Smith as they're announcing his name and they do that little thing where they go to the clips and they go to the picture and there was just, just embarrassment on his face and you could feel it. There's shame on his face and you can feel it. There is 
anger still. There's adrenaline. Um, there's clips on you know on Twitter where Denzel Washington, the hero, he's just a, he's the goat, pulls Will aside and kind kind of gives him a pep talk and. And um, Tyler Perry does the same thing. Bradley Cooper comes around and gives him the same thing. These guys were kind of going like, dude, listen, like, hey, 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 this is a moment, you know, but you can see it on him. Like, he knows what this means. He knows what he did. He knows what this means. He knows what people are going to say and what they're going to think. And then you have to get up and give a speech. Well, what sort of speech would you give? What 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 apology would be good enough? I would I would bumble it, and I've been a professional communicator for years, as I say, bumbling right. And I would screw that moment up hugely. I've had moments where I've had to say sorry in front of people, and it never comes out the way you want it to. It never comes out. You always say go. You always go back, <laughs> professional speaker. You always you always go back afterwards, and you go, oh, I wish I had said this, or I wish I had a bit more time to write something down or to think something. You know, you do the best job that you can. It's it's fumbled, it's mumbled, and I'm sure the next couple of days he'll have a bit more. There'll be a red red table talk between him and Jada and Jada's mom, and you know, the kids and everybody will be there to kind of explain what happened and why he reacted the way that he did. But in some spaces, the, the die is cast, and it doesn't matter. And the reality is, um, there's always consequences to actions regardless of what we do, regardless of what we, how we try to redeem them. There's always consequences to the action. Now, is he canceled? No, he's not going to be canceled. People will still want to go see his movie. This will actually bring more you know, notoriety to the movie or if he goes on Saturday Night Live or if he goes on a talk show to talk about this sort of stuff and make a joke out of it and this sort of thing. That's, that's what celebrities do. That's why we love them and that's why we can't stand them either. But it's a reminder to us that there's going to be, there's always consequences to our actions and then there's always takes there's always hot takes based on the actions that we do there's always going to be a take there's always going to be somebody who's going to feel like you went too far there's always going to be somebody who's, who's going to feel like you didn't do enough and then there's always going to be somebody who's going to make cracking jokes at your expense and i can tell you i'm in a couple of of group chats where, where there's been videos that have been shared of just different angles and different things and different takes and different ideas but that's what happens the best night of your life can also be the worst one at the blink of an eye. And the worst moment of your life can also be the best moment of your life in the blink of an eye. The only time tells us which one is going to be which at which time. I mean, he slapped a grown man in the face. And the reverberations of that are going to travel through sound and time for for a minute. But at least we'll always have Wild Wild West, right? Take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is, uh, you know, is is what it is. House Common Show, and we are finally back. First guest of season two, ladies and gentlemen, 
the one, the only, the man with all of the hot takes. The man who 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 doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything without he doesn't say anything without thinking about it first and saying, you know what, I don't care. I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the homie. Stefan Leroy Watson is in the building. <laughs> with, with the Triple H spit. <laughs> Shout outs to Triple H. Shout outs to the retiree. The game himself. I, I know I know that you are. I know that you're a fan of the game. I know that you are. Stefan, how's, yes. how's, how's it going, homie? Things are things are blessed, fam. Things are good, you know. Just you know, we're getting, you know, just I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready for WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania season. The only thing that that gets me more hyped than WrestleMania season is whenever we talk about the House of Common season three. Yo, yo listen, li- listen, li- listen. <laughs> You're already out here <laughs> shooting men's. You're already out here shooting men's. You put <laughs> That's what it is on the spot right now. You put eight other men's on the spot immediately, immediately, immediately. Uh, that's how the jam has to go. You gotta let them know. Yo, we don't run from the grind. <laughs> House of Common boys, listen, listen. House of Common guys, season three. The, the streets are waiting. The streets are waiting. The, people the streets are, are waiting. The streets are the streets people, are waiting people. for us, and we have the package. We have the product. I don't understand. You, you got so it. If I had to ask you real quick, why do you think the, the why do you think the product of the House of Common show? Why do you think House of Common show season three is not on the streets right now? Listen, right now, man, so we got, you know, everybody's, everybody's a little busy, you know what I mean? So the grind, the grind, the grind has sort of come to a halt a little, but listen, we know that there are some soldiers who are ready to fight, man. Some, oh, that's actually probably not a good reference right now. We got yeah, some yeah, horses yeah, yeah. ready to run. Already, yeah, already, bad, already, bad. already, you're out here, already you're out here <laughs> canceling my show. Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, we got horses ready to run, you know what I mean? So we just gotta, gotta load them up and, and let the horses out. Also, that might not be a good one either. Listen, you're killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me already. All right. All I'm saying is House of Common, House of Common show. You right now you can go on YouTube, you can watch season one and season two, you can go on Spotify, you can go on Apple Podcasts, you can go on Google Podcasts, you can go wherever you get your podcasts. You can find all of the 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 old episodes. You can check out Bart's More Life podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Yep. You can check obviously you're listening talking to yourself podcast. And there's other things. Um, you know, other things are coming, but we we need we need that season three. We need that season three fire. That needs to happen. But you and I, Easy. we're here Hurry up. because out of out of the eleven of us, you and I are the only two WWE. Fa- and then you're 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 not an AEW guy, are you? Um, honestly, I'm starting to I'm starting to become a little bit of an AEW guy. I think I don't know, man. I'm just getting sort of tired of the slackness of the WWE products. And 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 you and I, we can talk for hours. So for those of you who don't know, AEW is a new, uh, it's about two year old a wrestling promotion called All Elite Wrestling. WWE is Real Wrestling Entertainment, formerly known as the Real Wrestling Federation, that has been around for longer than Stefan and I have been alive. It really came into his heyday in the eighties, WrestleMania. Uh, and this we are talking about the thirty eighth WrestleMania that is happening uh, next weekend. Next weekend at the time of recording, it's going to be April 2nd on Saturday, April 3rd uh, on Sunday, WrestleMania night one, WrestleMania night two. Safan, before we talk about WrestleMania real quickly, what was the thing that got you into watching and enjoying wrestling as, as, and, and, and recognizing that people like Calvin Forbes, our brother, our friend, hates wrestling right. and I really do believe that he hates us for, 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 yeah. for liking oh, for wrestling. Sure. Yeah, I, I really no, believe I, that. So, so yo, bun him right now. This is, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, bun him. So for you, though, you know, 
what what was the thing that got you into wrestling? Uh, well, listen, man, growing up, actually, I before even growing up, like my my parents were were into wrestling. My mom was into wrestling. Uh, she tells the story of how uh, she watched WrestleMania three, um, Hulk and Andre. Yeah, and, and um, she she just like a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Um, and she she tells the story of watching WrestleMania three and just you know before she followed the Lord, she, you know, would, you know, in, <laughs> indulge in a little bit of ting, right? So, um, so she, she, she always tells us that story of how she watched wrestling. And then growing up, right? Like, you know, Canadian kid, Brett, the Hitman Hart, huge fan. And then, you know, DX and going to school and, you know, I don't endorse this, but, but you know, the generation X back in that yeah, the, 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 the DX chop, the DX chop. Right. Right. Like DX chop, the NWO, uh, I was a fan of Sting, Goldberg. Like I love, so uh, just been a fan. And then you you get you know Stone Cold and The Rock. You get like some of the most transcendent superstars of you know not just sports entertainment, but entertainment. Like facts. Stone Cold was in ESPN commercials. The Rock, Saturday Night Live. They were everywhere. And you're like, okay, this this is like these are cool guys. You wanted to be like Stone Cold. You wanted to be The Rock. I remember going around. You know, if you smell out, what right? Like you just those are those are cool guys and so just fall love I, I listen i love wrestling i'm not gonna listen well people will pay money to go see movies people spend time watching soap operas right that's what wrestling is it's a movie it's a live movie yes there is coordinated fighting however you wouldn't want to try it at home right like it's 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 real to me um but uh, yeah so <laughs> it's real to me damn it that's just it man wrestling wrestling is cool wrestling is fun um and like especially with good storylines you get really involved you like leave me alone if you don't like wrestling one you calvin that's right i'm talking to you (laughs) and 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 you and i we both we both we're both into you know the iwc internet wrestling community we both um we're both on twitter um talking about and talking to other wrestling fans about different things and yep. storylines and it's really it's really involved as would be for anything that's anything that would be a hobby and you and i we've we've shout out shout outs to the captain rich james we've gone to his house a couple of times to watch a couple of manias yep. wrestlemanias oh, um man. we probably you know like you know pandemic notwithstanding we probably would have done it two years ago and last year that sort of thing Right, so we we've, right. we've you know Royal Rumbles and things like that that we've watched online together that sort of thing. I'm not going to say that I've used your WWE um, network um, password. I'm not going to say that I've ever done that. I have no knowledge if you did. I I've never. You listen. It is it is what it is. Um, right. We have you know our our fandom. We, we've and we've gone to WWE shows before. Uh, yes. I legitimately watched you wrestle somebody. Like yes, board of the of the ACC Scotiabank Arena. I remember uh, that. I've literally watched. Did you did you take a stunner or did you give somebody a stunner? I think I took a stunner, or maybe I gave someone or a spear or something. I don't know. I can't remember. I gotta find the video. It was it was one of, that's one of my like my my favorite like life memories of all time was like watching like a crowd of people around as like either you took or you gave a stunner and WWE belts all this sort of stuff so we're so we're in this oh, right we're, we recognize the nerdness of it all and we don't care again right we're good with it we're fine with it so we're gonna quickly we're gonna quickly talk WrestleMania 30 because I know you I know you're out there making that guap you're out there on on the hustle you, you, you feel me. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not trying to hold you up from from getting that getting that guap. So we have WrestleMania with night one and night two. 
Um, it's a, it's it's not the best card I've ever seen. Right. It's no. Very this uh, it's a disappointing card in, in in my in my mind in comparison mm-hmm. to what we saw last year and in the year before. The year before was different because it was like in the performance center, yeah, and performance all that sort of stuff. COVID. But you know, this is a really really like like. 35, even though it was a long seven and a half hour show, 35 was a really great card. You had Seth Rollins yep. versus um, uh, Brock Lesnar. You had the uh, Daniel Bryan, as I said, Brian Danielson, but Daniel Bryan uh, versus yeah. Kofi Kingston. You had the triple threat, yep. winner take all, you know, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. It was a bad match, but like a cool ending. Uh, and you had yeah. other matches in between, that sort of thing. This one just doesn't feel like anything. No, it doesn't. I feel like this one, man, there's probably like, uh, I'm looking at the card. There's probably two, maybe three matches I actually want to watch. And I'm going to, I'm, there's a hot take. I don't know how, if, if you feel the same way, but I think I'm actually, I'm not really looking forward to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again. So I'm, so I've, I've been back and forth with it because you know, it's the, it's, you know, the familiar beats, you know, the things that they're going to do. Um, right. The the only the only thing that makes me somewhat excited about it is the reversal of the of the characters. So if those of you mm-hmm. who are listening, you're kind of like, I don't even know why I'm listening to this. They're just entertaining. Every person is by nature playing a character, no different than an actor playing a part. Like these guys are playing parts, and so one guy plays the good guy, the other one plays the bad guy. Traditionally. Brock Lesnar right. has always played the heel, which is the bad guy, and Roman Reigns was the good guy. Even though Roman Reigns is an actual jerk, cocky person who should have been a heel from the jump. This time, the roles are are reversed. And I think that's the only thing about it. Like, ultimately, Roman Reigns is winning this match. That's what's happening right. on, on Sunday. Um, that's that's my prediction. Not predictions to spoil whatever else it is. But, like... I I don't feel hyped about it, but I'm like I'm just more yeah. like it's an inevitable sort of like this ten year project to make Roman Reigns the guy of his company is finally coming to a pa- coming to pass, right next yeah. weekend. Yeah, and uh, like I think I don't know if it's the byproduct of just trying to because now they're in competition again like with AEW and trying to you know continuously cement themselves as the number one. Uh, sports entertainment brand in the world but i feel like i don't know man the build for especially this match like the build is tremendous i just don't want to see the match like i yeah, feel fair. like we, i hear you especially be, especially because we've seen it numerous times over the last year right like we've seen brock and roman already this yeah. within the last six months the, yeah like, they, it's they, not like you have a it's it's three like between all of them there this is now the seventh match and they're three right three it's like okay we we get it but like you didn't they didn't need to fight so many times it it doesn't feel special whereas like rock and austin at wrestlemania for the title right or rock and austin that that their last match at was it 19 19 right like that felt special because it's wrestlemania you're seeing the rockets don't cold they've had these matches before and Rock has never been able to conquer. And now you see Stone Cold and The Rock. And Stone Cold ultimately lost. And The Rock ultimately won. But you wanted to see that. Of this, we've seen already. Just not at WrestleMania. But we've seen it. We like, Yeah. Well, technically, we, right? saw, like, at, we saw it at... Um, I think it was... Thir- no, no, we've never seen it at Mania. You're right. You know, because I saw it at 31. Seth Rollins, the, the, the heist of a lifetime. The cash-in. Right. Uh, and then 32 was Roman Reigns versus Triple H. 
right. So, so yeah, you're right. We we you're right. We haven't. I don't believe we've seen it. But like, cause yeah, but I'm like, I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, okay, man, like, just get it over with, so we never have to see it again. Yeah, that and 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 that's the thing that like, okay, whatever. Well, like you said, get it over with. The match, I think, though, uh, sorry, the matches I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. But again, the same thing. I feel like that's not the right. I like they did Bianca dirty. Um. At SummerSlam, Becky Lynch should not beat Bianca Belair ever. Like, it's just not like Bianca Belair legitimately is probably the strongest female wrestler in WWE. Facts. And there's no way that she, she should lose that quickly. I actually think, like, it would be, I actually would have loved to see Sasha Banks Belair too. I wouldn't have minded that at all. I would, yeah, I wouldn't would have, have minded. Sasha, Bianca Belair, I wouldn't have minded Sasha, Charlotte Flair, I wouldn't have minded Sasha, Becky Lynch too. I would put Sasha Banks in every single women's match. Just simply. But I I think Sasha Sasha Banks Banks in everything. She should. But I think Sasha Banks is getting that Mandalorian money and she's probably like, I'm good. Someone's on Twitter, like we probably only have two more years of Sasha Banks before she's kind of like, deuces guys, I'm out. I'm making movies, I'm making that go up. You're getting that that Star Wars money. That's a next yeah. level, right? Did you listen? Why have Vince McMahon pay you when he, when you can get Mickey Mouse to pay you, Mickey right? Mouse, like, listen, even though listen, listen, so, Disney Disney's going through it right now. Yeah, yeah Disney's they 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 got they got their own problems. Uh, <laughs> Disney's got their own problems. Disney's got their own problems right now. Disney has their own problems right now. Um, but so I don't know. So. I, I'm slightly looking forward to that match. I want I want Bianca to go over and get her uh, get her win back. Uh, and then honestly, the other match uh, that I'm looking forward to, Edge AJ Styles. I feel like that'll be a good, just like that'll be that. I think that's going to be the match match of the night. Yeah, right like now. like I'm looking at I'm looking at the card again, right? And for those of you who don't know, like if you've ever seen boxing or UFC, there's always a match card that kind of starts from the opening to the mid card. Uh, cool down matches and then finally your main event. So yeah. because there's two nights worth, every night has that sort of that sort of flow. Um, and like I'm I'm in the same sort of agreement. Like I want to see, like I'm I'm a huge uh, Becky Lynch fan. I've never hidden that. Uh, right. And so I'm looking forward to seeing. But I'm also I'm looking forward to seeing Bianca get her come up and, and get put over and a great year long, uh, like a nine month storyline of I lost race. Yeah. I need to get that win back. I'm going to look forward to that because I'm hoping that Becky losing then ties into the second female women's match. Right. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, which is a, a waste of my time. Yeah. That's legit. Like if you're talking about a, a horrible, a horrible, a horrible, the build has been terrible. nobody's interested i just i don't know if it's charlotte's fault or if it's ronda's fault it's just go go back and watch um this friday night this past friday night's back there just watch ronda rousey's promo her promo yeah i what i don't understand is you now i get why they can't do it now but when you had brock lesnar with paul Heyman, why not just pair right and just there you go Right then, you don't have to worry about Ronda talking, and Ronda should actually be the heel. Right, like Ronda and Brock should always be heels because problem. they're monsters. But the problem is, right, like 
and, and don't worry, we're going to get to the male re- male wrestlers in a second because I'm like, oh, they're going to talk about women. And they, no, 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 no. Like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't put yeah. that. Don't you put the hex on me, Ricky Bobby. Charlotte can be a baby face. In True. no world, in no world is that character a baby face where you actually believe that they're actually in trouble, that they're actually in peril, that they're actually going to, gra- like, you know, like, no, like. No, you're right. It. And so you actually have a heel versus heel match. Or you have a heel yeah. face when the face should be a heel. It's kind of like, well, th- here's the thing. The match is going to be a banger. Once right. they're in the ring, the match is going to be a banger. But, like, we're going to remember the build-up to it. And we're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah. if Ronda Rousey wins, we're going to have a year of her holding a title and having to do promos. Yeah. That's all the way man. to WrestleMania next year, where she eventually will lose to Becky Lynch again. I, yeah. They need to, they, like... She needs a she needs a mouthpiece. Whether I, it's I actually predict I actually predict I put it on Twitter yesterday. I actually predict that they are going to um, they are going to freak out and they're actually going to keep the belt on Charlotte Flair because I they realize that. that Ronda Rousey can't carry the load and no, they're actually going can't. to or or she wins and immediately turns heel on right. Raw or SmackDown the next night. And I think that would be better for her because remember when she left, she was sort of bad mouthing the fans. She called right? she called and wrestling they, fake. She called the F right. word. So so she, she, I think she could operate better as a heel. It was, uh, like she can. That promo on Friday was terrible. It was. I it was. Bad. Bad. <laughs> like the the lines were good, but the delivery, and, and you and I both know as people who who orate the word. There is a high importance on the delivery of your content. You can have great content, but if the delivery isn't good and her delivery is bad, but if she's a heel, she can deliver in that deadpan sort of way and act like she doesn't care, exactly. which is what she comes across as. And people will hate her even more for it. And I think that that's where the money is with Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah, that, that, that has to be it. There's no taste. There's no, there's like, Nobody believes her as a face. That's I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, right? I, I, I want to. I'm just yes. too smart of a fan. I'm a mark at this point. Right. We're using, we're using such like so much wrestling jargon. Yeah. To be like, what's, Make sure you have what's your, Mark? What's, what's kayfabe? All this sort of stuff. You're going to have to leave a term of gloss, a glossary. In the, a glossary, in the, glossary in the of terms at the end of this. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm too much of a mark. People. To 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 try to pretend like like I can, I just I don't I do not believe her, and that's just that's it is what it is. Let's talk about two quick things before before I let you go because I know you got to get that. Okay. Um, because I I agree with you. Like AJ Styles is my favorite male wrestler. I, AJ Styles is the greatest. I got to see him live at SmackDown Live. It's fantastic. He's great. I do think that he goes over on he goes over on yep. Edge and he wins that match. Let's that's talk about be, two the match, matches that have celebrities in them. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville and Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. The reason why I want to bring this up before you go is because there is no United States title match on either WrestleMania night card, and there is no intercontinental title match on, right. on the WrestleMania card. So there are Free two show. mid-tier titles. Both titles, the U.S. title, which is a huge thing in WCW days, and the Intercontinental Championship, which, as we know, shout out to the, to the bad guy, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, and so many others. It was like a coveted title, the Intercontinental title. It was like the, yep. the lead up to getting 
getting the strap and actually becoming yep. the face of the company was a major thing. Can you carry this? Because that means that can carry later on. They're not even on the card at all. And instead, they have Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville and then Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. How do you feel about the celebrity part? Even though celebrities have always been a part of WrestleMania from the jump, how do you feel about them right. taking place of two title matches? Yeah. I, you know... Oh, and Logan Paul. And Logan and Paul. Logan and Logan Paul. Paul, yes. And Logan Paul and The Miz versus the Mysterio, Mysterio Boys. Yes. You're, you're right in the aspect that celebrities have always been a part of WrestleMania. I think... I think it goes back to WWE doesn't really care about the United States or Intercontinental Championship, right? Like back in the day, like you said, like once you saw a guy holding that mid card title, you knew, okay, we got to get behind this guy. You think of the names of the greats that held that t- championship and then became world champion: Bret Hart, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Like these were like, especially in, in the formative years, the Attitude Era. Right, like you held that championship, and then right, you made it prestigious. The best, the best matches were for the Intercontinental Belt, mm-hmm. right? Like on on WrestleManias. Same thing with the U- U.S. Championship, right? But to a lesser degree because it's WCW. The Intercontinental Championship though was the standard, like that was the wrestling championship. And now there's no care given towards. It's kind of sad to see. With regards to celebrities, though, I mean. I get Logan Paul is a bit of a draw, right? With all the boxing stuff him and his brother do. And he kind of fits. So if Logan Paul actually devoted time to being in the WWE on a, on a semi-regular basis, like that'd be pretty cool. And so I can understand how he fits in here. Um, Pat McAfee, he's an interesting character because our uh, person, because he, he fought Adam Cole at, uh, what was that? That was two years ago. Takeover, right? A couple of times. Yeah, it was a takeover. He fought, and they fought at uh, War, War Games. Games. So sorry, Pat sorry, McAfee, sorry. You know, War Games. Yeah, you have to, right. So Pat McAfee, you know what? Okay, cool. The the Zane and Knoxville thing, I could do without. Like, I don't mind the story. Do you guys need to have a match though? Like, mm. I get it. The Jackass guy probably is going to take some punishment because Jackass what, guy, pretty much, right? But. Boom, Dude, like, do we we want to see on WrestleMania? Imagine Ricochet, you know, just doing Ricochet things, right? Like, just flying. Those that would be cool to see. The U.S. title was held by what? Who? Uh, oh, Finn Balor. We're not getting a demon entrance at WrestleMania. That which would be I thought sick, which would be so sick. Okay. Even though, even though the demon died when he stood up on a top top turnbuckle and then turnbuckle yeah, broke. The turnbuckle. That's how powerful Roman Reigns is. He kills demons. Oh, um, that would. <laughs> Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hey. He's the head of the table. <laughs> and he killed demons. Yes, Lord. Come on now. Come on now. I can just see, I see the Lord playing now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, so, man, if we could get a, like a Finn Balor match, Armenia, a ricochet match, Armenia for the belt and allow these guys to put on great wrestling shows. And I think I heard this, it might have been on one of the podcasts. Uh, one of the Ringer podcasts might have been Mass Man, where they talked about WrestleMania somewhat being for the the mainstream as opposed to the wrestling fans itself, yeah. right? Like you you want to watch good wrestling, <laughs> you watch Backlash, where they have the rematches without the pomp and circumstance and the majesty of WrestleMania. So I get what WWE is trying to do. They're still trying to get into that mainstream. Uh, it's sort of like a kick in the face to us, us like real fans who know that R- Ricochet. 
versus I don't know, give Ricochet someone like Xavier Woods for the for the U.S. belt, which we or for the Intercontinental belt. That would be fire, right? Give Finn Balor a match against Damian Priest again. Like even though we, we saw it before on the bigger stage, a grander stage, we get this match. I think that that is where WWE will show people, hey, these guys can fight, and it will draw you in because they're missing that. And with those belts, man, remember when John Cena beat beat Big Show? And he was in the crowd with the spinner US US. Title. I do. Oh, those are like that's what you get. You remember those matches. But I guess, you know, WWE is a corporation now, so it's not the same anymore. They're gonna do they're gonna do they're gonna do what they do. And, and here's right. the thing. And you and I were still gonna watch. Mm. As 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 much as we we're sitting here complaining about the card and being like this yeah. and the other thing, and this person can't cut a promo or whatever, whatever else. We're still both going to watch WrestleMania and we're yeah, going to complain about it on Twitter. And then we're going to watch raw the next yep. night at SmackDown Friday. And we might check it NXT on a Tuesday and be, yep. you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a sick drug because we're still, we're, we're still going to, we're still going to watch regardless of yep. we're never going to cut cold yeah, Turkey. We'll, I can't quit you. That's, we'll, that's, we'll still be there. that's it. Chris question before, 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 before you ask me something, what do you think? Maybe you're going to ask this. What do you think about the potential Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes? Um, I think it's likely going to happen. I'm I'm disappointed that Cody Rhodes isn't at AEW anymore. I st- right. My, my bigger thing isn't the match. My bigger thing is the promo that he cuts the next night on Raw as to why right. he left AEW. That yeah. I'm interested in, like why he like it does. Is he gonna is he gonna diss the company that he helped create? Is that what he's gonna do? Like that actually would bother me if he's gonna be, if he's gonna like go and like crap on this thing that he says he loves, because that's that the would be has to do like so. But I mean, but the, as a match, if 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 it happens, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes is going to be a banger because Seth Rollins, in my mind, is one of the three best hands in the, yep. between Roman, AJ, and Seth Rollins. Seth, they, yep. the, the three of them are just like perfection. Those are the guys. Those, those are the guys. I put Drew McIntyre in there too. Drew McIntyre's won me over. Even though he yeah. like carries around a big sword and he puts it in the ground, he kills <laughs> whatever else, all that weird stuff. The weird, like yeah, all that weird. sort of stuff. But like those four, like, though, like, yo, can we get a black guy in there too? Can we put a black? Shout out to Bobby Lashley. Shout out to Bobby Lashley holding it down, holding it down for the culture. Yo, man, Bobby. Shout, 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 shout out to Xavier Woods out there holding it down for the culture. King Woods. They got, I think. Listen, I'm really upset. Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. I I didn't. I don't know if I put this on Twitter, but I really think they could have let Montez Ford win the Royal Rumble, and let Montez Ford in the main event. That would have been. Yo, he would have lost. Though. Mont- Pardon? Yeah, he, he would have lost. But you, it, you no, it would have been. Like, no, I, I, no, I don't disagree with you. I don't right. disagree. With you. It would have been sick. Don't get me wrong. Right? It would have been sick for the culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they, but when they're thinking, they're they're thinking in the, you know, gotta close off with this because you, you got to go. Same same has got to be short. Um, I don't think they look at Montez Ford as a star yet. Like when oh, they think man. of WrestleMania, they think of like we need our for sure. Like I'm surprised it's not Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Bobby hey, Lashley. Listen. Fatal four way. Hey, I'm a Goldberg fan. I need people to stop hating on big, Goldberg. Big, big, right? big, 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 meaty man's about me. <laughs> yeah, that's it, bro. But listen, when you see, like, I don't know, like, I follow Montez, and I think I follow Bianca on Twitter. When you see them together, they just look like 
they look like a star couple, yo, right? Yo, it's like black excellence. It's that's what and, and Montez like Montez looks like a million bucks. I, listen, His wife I, Bianca, I they look you. they should be like. But you know what? I'm looking at it through the eyes of a 32 year old black man, not a 85 year old billionaire who can do whatever he wants with this company. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just saying all. Stefan, it's always good hanging out with yes, you. Sir. Always good seeing your face, my man. Always got love for Thanks. you, family. We're gonna do this again. Thanks for letting me in. Post, post, post mania. We're gonna do one of these again. We'll do a recap. We're gonna add some more wrestling. We need some more wrestling content with the House of Comedy. Yes, we need some more wrestling we content. One of the other guys who don't understand why this stuff is good. And if you are you, Calvin. For, for and those Andrew. of you who are listening to this and you've listened to this and you hate wrestling, good for you. And for those of you who love wrestling and you're thankful that two people we're doing this for you too. Don't be a yep. listen. Let let that wrestling flag just kind of fly out. Don't worry about let it. That. Fly. Be 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 a fan. We're gonna try to get. We're gonna try to get um a bus together. We're gonna get to Raw or SmackDown between now and then. Stefan, always good, my man. Yes, sir. All right. Bless up. Thanks, bless man. Up.